If you're nickel and diming your clients, it's a sure way to lose them. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voicesam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur, ready to dive into another episode, giving you actionable, practical advice that you can apply to the business and marketing side of voiceover. Before we dive into this week's episode, I do want to take a minute to say thank you for leaving your reviews on Apple Podcasts. I really, truly do appreciate every review that gets left behind, and those do help other people to find the podcast as well. So if you haven't done it already, I would be grateful if you would take a moment to leave your review on Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget that you can check out any episode of the podcast anytime, 85 of them in the archives now at vopreneur.com. So this week, I want to talk to you about customer service, and I want to come at it from a slightly different perspective because this is a difficult subject, at least where I'm approaching it from. It's a difficult subject for a lot of voice actors. We're all about protecting our value. We're all about understanding our worth, and nobody wants to feel like we're getting taken advantage of, but sometimes I think that we take it a little bit too far, and I'm hoping that the way that I've outlined this episode will make that make a little bit more sense to you. So I want you to go on a journey with me for a minute. I want you to pretend that this is pre-COVID because, you know, we can't go anywhere right now. But let's just pretend for a moment that, you know, we're pre-COVID and you can still go places. And and let's say that you are on your way to the mall or wherever it is that you go to, to buy clothing. So you walk into the clothing store You're looking around, browsing all the different outfits and everything, and and you really want to do a refresh on your wardrobe. So you pick up, you know, six or eight different outfits, and you want to try them all on. Have an opportunity to see whether or not they're the right fit, the right style, you know, do I look good in them? You know, all that sort of stuff. So, So you've got these six or eight outfits that you take to the change room and you try them all on. And when you're done, you decide that you only like one of them. So you head to the checkout. But you notice that the bill is significantly higher than the amount of the outfit. So you inquire with the clerk as to what is going on. And the clerk informs you that, well, actually, there's a cleaning fee of $5 for every outfit that you tried on. And you're kind of confused. But you're like, okay, whatever. And, and, but then she goes on to inform you that there's also a handling fee for every item that you tried on that needs to be put back on the shelf. So that's another $5 per outfit. And just for good measure, there's also a restocking fee of $5 for every item that needs to be put back on the shelf. So all of a sudden, this one outfit that you wanted to buy ends up costing you a fortune because you're getting charged for every little thing. 
Is that a store that you are going to go back to? Probably not. Why? Because in your opinion, that's horrible customer service. And they're literally nickel and diming you over all of these different things. And, and that, that is not a way that they show respect. That is not a way that they make you feel valued as a customer. And so, you know, you're not going to shop there anymore because you're going to look for a better alternative. I want you to think about that. In Ontario, and I'm sure this is not exclusive to Ontario, but the electric company is pretty much the most hated organization in the entire province. The entire population hates it. Even the government is kind of angry at it. Your actual hydro usage on your bill, if you look at your bill, is like, I don't know, 15% of the bill, legitimately. Like if your hydro bill is $100, only about $15 of that, 10 or $15 of that is actual hydro usage. The rest of that bill, the, the, the additional $85, is various and assorted fees and taxes. And so no matter what you do to try to reduce your hydro bill, you really can't. Because even if you sat in the dark, never watched TV, didn't have a single appliance running, like if you legitimately used zero dollars worth of hydro, you'd still have a bill that's $80 worth of fees, taxes, and delivery charges. And when there's only one electric company, there's obviously no competition. And so you're really screwed, right? Like there's literally nothing that you do. It doesn't work the same way in voiceover. There's more than one provider in voiceover, which means that unlike the electric company, who's always going to have clients by default because there's nowhere else for people to go in voiceover, there is somewhere else for people to go. There are other options that are out there. And so if they don't feel like they're being taken care of, if they don't feel like they're being respected, if they don't feel like they're being treated fairly, if they don't feel like they're getting value for their dollar, there's somebody else that they can go to to get that voiceover. Every one of these scenarios that I'm about to share with you are scenarios that I see on a regular basis, okay? Whether it's through a Facebook group, social media, people inquiring with me directly about it. Your client asks you about a couple of changes in the script. So you've done the final voiceover recording and maybe a day or two later, the, the client comes back and says, hey, you know, would it be possible to just get these three words changed? And, and we all know that in order to change three words, it's not like you just get to say those three words. You know, you're going to have to go in and, and record full sentences to make sure continuity and everything sounds the same or whatever. But still, on the client end, it's a pretty insignificant change. The very first thing that you do is try to figure out how much you should charge for that. Your client asks you to read over the script that they just received from a translator. This happens to me all the time because I do a lot of localization stuff. The very first thing that you do, go into a voiceover group to try to find out how much you should charge for reading over the client's script. A potential new client wants to brainstorm with you about the possible ways to use your voiceover services for marketing videos. So maybe they like the idea, maybe you've reached out to them. And they like the idea of doing some marketing videos and they like the idea of having voiceover on them, but they just never really thought about what that might look like before. So you go onto Facebook and you start asking your friends, how much do I charge for my time to do this brainstorming session? A regular client hits you up after hours one time for an urgent project. The first thing that you do is ask around about how much of an upcharge you should go for because of the urgent nature of the project and, you know, maybe the fact that they sent it to you at 9 o'clock in the evening on a, on a Monday. Each one of these scenarios, 
that you're thinking is perfectly acceptable to charge additional money for, go back to the beginning of this episode. It's the clothing store that charges you $5 for cleaning for every outfit that you tried on. It's the clothing store that charges you $5 for a handling fee for every outfit that you took off the shelf. It's the clothing store that charges you $5 for every outfit that you tried on that they have to put back on the shelf. Stop nickel and diming your customers. Stop trying to get every last possible scent that you can get from them. I want you to think about this from a bigger perspective, okay? I want you to think about the lifetime value of your client. If this is a client that you're working with consistently, and let's just say for argument's sake that you're consistently providing voiceovers for them for marketing videos, and every one of those videos is worth three or $400, and now you're nickel and diming them over the occasional corrected word in a script, you're willing to risk a great client that provides fair rates on an ongoing basis so that you can bleed every last penny from them over things that a lot of people should just, in my opinion, consider to be customer service. If a client comes back to me and asks me to fix a word, I'm going to fix a word. Now, if they come back and ask me to fix half the script, that's different. They understand that. But every once in a while, if somebody comes back and asks me if I could adjust a word or two, I'm not going to harass them over that. When my clients ask me if I would mind just glancing over the script just to make sure that it's fluent English, then I'm going to do it. It's not a big deal. It's, it's not something that's going to take a lot of my time. And actually, it's going to make my job easier in the long run anyway, in case there are mistakes that I can send back to them and say, hey, you need to get this stuff fixed. I'm not going to charge my regular clients for something like that. I'm not going to charge my clients if they want to sit down and have a creative brainstorming session with me. Not if it's an opportunity for me to potentially land the job. Why would I bill them for that? I do have clients that come to me sometimes. I've got one in particular. Every once in a while, I'll get a message from her at 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night, and she is on an urgent deadline, and she needs to know if I can come into the studio and do it for her right now. Of course, I'm going to go do it because she's a great client that provides me with work consistently. And if every once in a while she needs something like that, big deal. I'm thinking about the lifetime value of the client. Are you willing to risk an e-learning client that's paying you $2,500 US per finished hour just because they asked you to fix a sentence or two in one module? Before you start asking about how much you should charge for this service and this service and this service and this service, you need to ask yourself, what is the lifetime value of this client to me? And where are my lines for customer service? That doesn't mean that you allow them to take advantage of you. Of course you don't. If, if one of my clients comes to me and every single voiceover that they need is an urgent last minute drop everything at 11 o'clock on a Friday kind of voiceover, yeah, they're going to pay extra for that. So a little perspective here. I'm not saying never, I'm saying a little perspective. If every single time one of my clients sends me a script, I have to read through it and there's a ton of mistakes in it every single time and I'm having to send it back to the translator, now we're talking about something different. Yeah, I'm probably going to try to add on a little bit for that. But if we're talking about the occasional requests every once in a while that gives you the opportunity to add a little bit of value, to establish that relationship a little more, to prove that this client is value to you, just 
do the thing. Just do the thing and stop nickel and diming your clients. I want you to remember this. Marketing will get you clients. Customer service is what is going to keep them. Need more help with your voiceover business? Check out markscottcoaching.com. Lots of resources on the website, all designed to help you with the business and marketing side of voiceover. Some of them premium resources, some of them free resources. But they're all there at markscottcoaching.com. And once again, thank you for leaving your reviews. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another episode. Podcast is given away everywhere. Fine podcasts are given away for free. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, just to name a few. You can even say, hey Siri, play the Everyday Vopreneur podcast, and she will. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur podcast, available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voicesam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.